Hello and welcome to the Meet the Expert series of the Talking Logs with Logsuit podcast. I am your host, Adi Balogu, and this episode is produced by Savage Media. In this second episode of the podcast, we will be meeting an expert in fitness communication who is also certified in nutrition. As you can imagine, this conversation is about to be packed with a ton of good information, not just for our bodies, but for our hair. Davilola Bode Okutipe runs the Fit Mom Hub and she's our expert for today. Without further ado, let's get the conversation going. Hi, Dami of the Fit Mom Hub. Welcome to the Talking Locks with Lockety um, podcast. This is the Meet the Expert series and you are our second um, interview so far. So, um, Dami, I know you're going to be talking to us over a broad spectrum of fitness and nutrition. So can we get to meet you? Hi everyone, I'm super excited to be here. I'm super, super excited because I just started on locks. So <laughs> it's like, yeah, I'm in like full circle, right? So um, I'm excited to be here. Thank you for having me. Um, my name is Dami. Um, I'm a fitness communicator. And what that means is that I break down complex fitness concepts for people into easy, applicable bites you know, so that they can go and harness the power of this amazing lifestyle. So that's what I do. I run the Fit Mom Hub, where our vision is raising fit and healthy families one mom at a time. And I spend my days and time educating, you know, shedding light and just creating a path for people to embrace this lifestyle in the simplest and most enjoyable way. So thank you for having me once again. Super excited for this episode. That's awesome. Um, I also want to say to people out there who are not yet moms that Dami has actually helped me lose weight at some point in my life, even though I'm not a mom yet. So it's not just all about moms, just like, you know. <laughs> so just putting that out there so, you know, we all know. So I'm really excited for today's conversation as well. And um, just before we started recording, I was telling you about how I feel that everything is very much connected. And in the time I have spent doing hair, you know, I have been able to draw patterns to see like, you know, when someone is not eating right, how it affects their hair and how the hair sometimes is it usually the first place you tend to see when there's something wrong with your body. And then Uh I've also even seen some of my clients improve the well-being of their hair by applying some fitness um, regimes and, um, Uh you know, in their food as well. So I'm excited that you are a lockhead. I'm really hoping that in this whole series, I would get (laughs) lockheads as experts that talk to us so that it can be personal for them as well. So when I met you, oh, how many years ago was this now? Four years? Four. Yeah. Four, yeah. A little over four years. Yeah, four years ago. I actually remember that your hair itself, you had recently at that time, you had started the fitness um, uh, movement. Yes. And um, I, I remember you met some other ladies at the salon who were also interested in your program. So it was a very interesting yes. meet. But I did remember that there were some parts of your hair that were thinning at that point. Yes. So can you tell us a little bit about, you know, how your world has evolved and how fitness has actually helped you personally? And then we'll go into some technical parts of it. Awesome. So fitness, fitness is my gospel. I can preach it morning, afternoon, night. <laughs> and like you said, Andy, um, it affects everything. It affects everything. 
I like to remind people that it's this one body that anchors us to this earth, right? So regardless of how awesome your dreams, aspirations, goals, or talents are, if the body is not fit for the purpose for which you want to do what you want to do, I mean, someone like you, I know you stand for hours. You stand for hours doing hair. You're bent over doing hair, you know? And if your body is not fit for that, then, I mean, everything is just going to stay like a dream, right? And we tend to think in parts. So you think, oh, fitness, exercise for weight loss. Oh, nutrition for diet. But we forget that the hair on our head belongs to our body, right? Mm -hmm. We forget that our skin belongs to our body. So usually we find ourselves separating different parts of our body, forgetting that they all make up of food. So when we were talking before we came on the podcast, you said something about asking questions and you said something about consciousness. And those that's fantastic because those are my two main points when I'm working with people. I'm like, you need to learn to ask questions and you need to practice consciousness. If not, like we said, you know, enough child hands out there, enough, um, you know, misinformation. So when I came to you and I was, I mean, to be honest, I'm not a hair person. I'm not, I, I really don't want to think about my hair. That was why I decided to lock it in the first place. And I found you and I came. And the thing you said was hereditary. Right, um, my grandma had really, really um, serious alopecia and all, and I had people in the family who had it also. So I thought to myself, like you said, ask questions, and I was like, okay, what's kind of like the least manipulative way I can conserve this hair and locks? Like, so I did that, did some research, asked around about you know, um, locticians, and I found you, and I came there to Dolphin. and. By the time you were speaking, I was paying attention to what you were saying and how you were talking about the um, method you were going to use to start and even how you didn't try to sell me anything, <laughs> even how you were telling me that I didn't have to come to it, you know? So it's different. So like you said, questions and consciousness. And with that, you will. So that was how I started with that. And then what I like to tell people, what I like to remind them is that how you do one thing is how you do everything. But we're usually not conscious of that fact. And so I started taking principles for fitness. Started applying to my hair. What are we thinking about? We're thinking about consistency. For me, I am the queen of keeping it stupid simple. So nothing complicated. Routines. Things that I can do easily. And so by the time you told me, I just had to, you know, do this, water. I didn't have to do anything. It fit right. In fact, I could, I could totally gel. I could flow. I could maintain because I could take those principles from fitness into healthcare. And I mean, people see my hair and they always go in and gog and I'm like, it's just locks. But they're like, no, it's so, and I don't do anything. You do a lot. You are consistently <laughs> doing the same things that keep you healthy. Um, so, so, yeah, that's true. Okay, that's awesome. Um, I do know that you have a certification in nutrition. And I really want to speak about how food affects, you know, everybody feels, and you said something very important that we think in parts. And that when you think about nutrition, oftentimes you're thinking about diet, you're thinking about weight loss but you're not thinking about your hair, you know, you're not thinking yeah. about your skin, you're not thinking about, you know, even the health of your womb in, in terms of fertility, mm -hmm. you know, all of those things are yeah. kind of connected. So is there, let me dummy down the question, is there really a connection between what you eat and how your hair grows? Yeah, 
let's look at it. Let's look at it this way, right? This body. What's nutrition basically, right? You think about the food or nourishment, right? Um, process of obtaining or providing food necessary for health and growth in our body. If we want to get technical, then we could say start going that oh biochemical and physiological process by which an organism, right? Uses food to support its life. The essence of food is to keep you alive. The number one priority of our bodies is to keep us alive. That's the body's number one priority, right? How does it do that? Through energy. Energy. Food is energy. Latent energy. When we eat it, and then it becomes transformed into fuel, and we can use it to do things. Now, when we think about our hair, we are the hair experts, but we know that hair grows at least, I think, half an inch a month or something. I think on the average is about six inches per year, that kind of thing. We have to think of the person, how does it grow? We watch a child, we give a child three months ago. In three months' time, the child is looking different. There's growth happening, right? But that is more visible because we can see the child. But even the hair, if I compare pictures of my hair two years ago to now, I'm always like, wow. But I didn't know when that process would happen. But it's there, it's growing. The only way growth can happen anything concerning our bodies is through nourishment, right? And again, the body's number one priority is to keep us alive. So imagine somebody has a diet that, for example, is suboptimal. Your body is not concerned about your hair growth at this point in time. You mentioned reproduction. For us women especially, our body's number one priority is to get you pregnant. Mother Nature just wants you to have babies. That's her priority. So imagine someone having a suboptimal, you know, nutrition profile, diet is not up to par, lacking in, you know, certain vitamins, minerals, and all that. Whatever you take in, it's going to first come priority, right? Um, mm-hmm. in economics, scale of preference is to keep you alive, is to keep you here on this earth first. Mm-hmm. So the least thing is thinking about is going to your hair. The least thing is thinking about. So that's why when you say you have clients who just by taking water, just by upping their hydration, you saw a difference in their hair. Because the Because now the body is like, exactly, I have enough now to keep you alive. Okay, then we can do the other things. Mm. You know, it's like building a house and you've not finished building the main house. Then you're planting shrubs and roses all around. You've not built the main house. I mean, it, 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 it will not make sense. But when you've used bulk of the money to build a house and you know you have a roof over your head it's comfortable then you can start thinking about beautifying the surroundings so basically that's it and that's how the body appropriates you know so it definitely definitely has a huge impact okay that's that's awesome then um okay i'm I'm going to ask a question that's going to somewhat seem foolish I think it's human nature for us to always look for the fastest, easiest way out. And that is oh, why yes. a lot of people are oh, making yes. money in the world, you know. I think uh, if you yes. tell me I could take a pill and I could lose 10 kg in 24 hours, I am most likely going to sign up. So... <laughs> I will sign up. <laughs> but we all know what happens. Oh, oh I'm go- I, I, I hope I remember to tell the story before we end the podcast. So the, the very... Dumb question I'm going to ask is, and this is I get this question a lot from a product perspective, but is there anything I can eat that you think will have an immediate effect on my hair? 
define immediate. Okay, so one week. <laughs> define immediate. One week. I want to see the difference in one week. <laughs> Question is how? <laughs> how, right? You know when we when we talk about this thing, the the first and I and I don't agree with you that it's a dumb question. I always tell people no question is stupid because if it came up in your mind and you know people continuously ask you, then it's something that just comes up in their mind because uh, we live in the Indomie <laughs> generation. Everything sharp, sharp, fast, fast. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, no time to start start making Italian pasta and, and savoring the sauce and you no, know, just give us Indomie. That's the generation that we're in now. And we apply it to everything. Again, how you do one thing is how you do everything. But the question I always ask, when people come to me and start saying, I want to sign up for your program, but how many cages can I lose in how many, whatever, and then they come to you, what product can you give me for my hair? The question I always ask them is, if there was such a product, I definitely would be out of a job. If there was such a product, everybody would be using it, everybody would be doing it, everybody would be eating it. So, like you said, I like what you said at the beginning when you said that you started this with common sense. There's a lot of common sense to be applied. Because if there was a food, I mean, we'll all, we'll all have Rapunzel's hair now. Who doesn't want, you know, flowing long mm-hmm. hair? We'll just eat the food. Whoever manufactures the food will be the richest person in the world. Mm-hmm. So there's nothing like that. Because, again, the principles, you can't outrun principles. In skincare, in healthcare, in, in weight loss, in it hair care, the principle stays the same. So the principle of time and patience, yeah, will give that result, but something fast, no. Yeah. So I think what I'm guessing already, this is just um, episode two of this new season and something is already becoming apparent to me, which I didn't even know good. And it's, if I'm going to shorten it, it's going to say, do the work. You have to do the work Mm -hmm. to, to be able to get the results that you want and nothing is really automatic. So I'm going to tell you a bit of my, I did mention earlier that you did help me a couple of years ago to drop some weight, which I'm happy about. And even though I need to still drop some more, but (laughs) yeah, in um, 2015, yeah, I think the year was 2015 or thereabouts. I stumbled on something called the military diet, which was, um, lose one kg per day and you're going to be on this diet or I was on this diet for 10 days so the idea was to lose okay. 10 kg at the end of the 10 days so very interesting beautiful story please nobody out there should try this but I would wake <laughs> up in the morning and I would have one egg for breakfast or two eggs for breakfast I think by 9am by maybe um, 12 noon I'll have an apple um by three i could have maybe one more egg and then at night i would have like two tablespoons of oats with like a banana something like that for 10 days yeah i did it guess what i lost the weight at the end of the 10 days uh-huh. i was nine kgs down pale fragile and almost dying <laughs> let me put it that way so i did the weight and i was able to keep the weight surprisingly off for about a month after i did it but i was afraid to eat anything because i knew how i lost it so my mind was just uh-huh. terrified and then it was somebody's birthday and i went for that birthday party and oh my god i ate goat's pepper soup Unleash the dragon. fish 
I ate everything. The following morning, I woke up and I just kept on eating. There were leftovers from the party. I just kept on eating. And a month after that, I was literally 15 kg heavier than I was when I started the whole journey. Mm-hmm. So I do know that shortcuts, you might see the effects immediately, but you, you kind of will um, reverse. So in terms of um, where we are in the world and what you rightly said, the Indomie generation, what exactly is good nutrition? What can we wake up in the morning and know that we are eating and program our mind to be able to eat right for not just um, our hair, but even for our bodies, our fertility, you know, our well-being? Because everything else doesn't matter if you're not alive, right? Exactly. Exactly. So, I always, I mean, good nutrition starts with education. That's the biggest problem we have a lack of education most people don't know how their bodies work most people don't know the most women let me even leave people most women don't even know sorry i got you interrupted no problem am i back yes okay most people most most women don't know the most women don't know the simplest thing about how, how their cycle something as basic and as intimate as that is to us, don't even know the... Sorry, and I cannot turn off my Wi-Fi or else... We lose connection. Right? Um, Yes. Most people don't know how our bodies work. You know, something as simple as how your cycle works, how your cycle affects your energy levels, your sleep, your appetite, your skin... Most women have no clue that it even affects. So good nutrition starts from education. And it does not have to be a deep education. You don't have to go to school for it. You don't have to take a course. It just starts from paying attention. So you say, what is good nutrition? Basically the kind of, in my definition, right, food that you enjoy, food that prioritizes your health and wellness, food that you can see yourself eating literally forever. So what I ask people always is, can you see yourself eating like this forever? Keeping in mind your health goals, your wellness goals, your sleep mama goals, whatever goals you have. The way you eat, does it support all those goals? For me, that is good nutrition. And you can slot in pizza there, you can slot in cold ice cream, you can slot it because it's a part of it, right? But we'll get to there where I always advocate for the 80-20 principle. Because I'm not also one of those people who believe that all you have to import, you know, eat this and this and that. I mean, life is one, right? But we need to think about what we do most of the time and how we feed ourselves, how we feed our bodies. Are you going to be, again, fit for the purpose? Even if your purpose is enjoyment. If all you came to do in this world is enjoyment, you have to be healthy to enjoy that. Mm-hmm. So how are you eating? How are you eating? Is it in line with this? So you say... For example, I wake up in the morning, right, and I want to have breakfast. I'm not a, an early breakfast person. But let's assume I was, right, and I'm maybe rushing up to work and I want to have something. Ideally, I would look at it and I just woke up from bed. I'm dashing off to work. I might not be hungry, hungry, but I like something in my tummy. So I'm not going to go for something heavy. So I might decide to go for a smoothie or a fruit bowl or, you know, something like um, veggie omelette, that kind of thing. Why? I'm thinking about my day. I'm thinking about my day. I'm thinking about, well, maybe I'm going to have meetings all the You know, it has to incorporate your lifestyle. This is why I don't advocate 
you just going to go and get a meal plan from someone or you just, you know, downloading something from the internet because there's no understanding behind it. So if I think to myself, oh, I'm going to be in meetings all day, blah, 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 blah. As I'm going up, I could grab an apple or I could grab something so that when I feel peckish in the office, many people are not going to come and offer me small chops and I'll jump on it, you know, that kind of thing. So you start thinking about, for me, good nutrition is something that takes into consideration everything, your goals, your lifestyle, your, you know, your likes, your dislikes, right? And then you take the basics of the theory and mold it around this thing. So what is the theory? A balanced diet. In primary school, we're taught a balanced diet, right? Where you have your carbs, you have your protein, you have your fat. Fat, that is macronutrients. So we have macronutrients and micronutrients, right? So we have the major macros, the demonized, you know, carbs, fat, and then protein. When you're eating, you want to have a balance of the signals. And this is where the danger of dieting comes in. Because let's take your military diet as an example. You definitely would have felt like dying at the end of it because you cut off basically literally everything. You were just surviving by a thread. Right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> really surviving by a thread. You cut off literally everything, right? So an ideal diet is made up of the macronutrients and micronutrients. So when we talk about, you know, macros, we've talked about them, the micronutrients thing, we talk about, oh, okay, your vitamins, your minerals, what we get. Now, the thing about dieting, the danger about dieting, even for health healthcare, especially for healthcare, but the thing about hair is, it doesn't show up immediately. Mm-hmm. So we don't realize. Mm-hmm. That's the thing. If it's in your just in your body, you realize some people's skin are very sensitive immediately. But hair, you don't realize on time. We don't realize that, you know, a deficiency of, for example, um, what's that popular protein biotin that everybody's always mm-hmm. rushing to get, right? Well, a deficiency of food in it because you cut out eggs, because somebody said eggs are fat. Meanwhile, it's a fantastic source of biotin your hair starts to lack tex- texture. It starts to, you know, become lean. It's lacking keratin. It starts to become, you don't realize. And then you still go and start harassing, I didn't give you product. I didn't give you product. I didn't give you product. Meanwhile, it is internal, mm-hmm. right? So good nutrition, a balanced diet, diet, a balanced diet doesn't mean that at every meal I am having oh, oh this and this and that because in the world that we live in, it's not always ideal. But ensuring that, okay, over the span of the day, I had enough protein for my height, for my weight, for my goals. I had enough carbs for my height. You understand? I have enough fats. And I tell people, when you eat a well-rounded diet, you will get in those nutrients. We're talking about hair. We're talking about the vitamin C, the vitamin A, right? We're talking about vitamin D, vitamin E. They all come from a variety of sources of food. But when it comes to dieting and there's a difference between diet and dieting, right? Dieting is the process we're taking for weight loss, basically. Mm-hmm. But when we talk about diet, we're talking about the way a group of people eat to a particular purpose. So you have the Mediterranean diet. That's mm-hmm. how they eat for where they are. You have the French. There's the way the French eat. Definitely not like the Americans. You have the way the Italians eat. It's subject to culture. It's subject to context. It's subject to goals, you know? So then when we come to dieting, we now say, okay, this one is particularly for weight loss. So we have the keto, we have the carnivore diet, we have the vegans, we have this and that. When you look at the difference between dieting and diet, you will realize that 
those who eat a particular diet because of their culture, their tradition, their location, whatever, even though the way they eat is different from each other, they are still getting food from whole natural sources mm. that provide them with all the nutrients that they need. But when we come to diet, um, cannibal diet, and paleo are saying, no, it's meat. Cannibal diet is saying, no, we're eating meat. Paleo is saying, no, we're eating like our forefather. So we're eating like this. Keto is saying, no, carbs are bad. So, so we're cutting off essential macros. We're cutting off essential. I mean, I, oh, I, I wish I could show a picture of somebody who showed me what happened to her hair when she went on the keto diet. Mm-hmm. And I mean, if you're on the keto diet and it's working for that, I mean, I'm diagnostic, so to speak. I'm indifferent. I don't support any particular diet, a form of eating, you know. I believe in eating all classes of foods in moderation in accordance with your goals, right? Her hair fell out. She had locks. Her hair was, it was falling out. So she had patches and patches and patches here when she went on the keto diet. So she was definitely deficient in, and the thing about dieting is a lot of people don't know how to supplement, mm-hmm. right? Because you've taken out whole classes of food, but you still, your body, your body still needs those nutrients. It's not asking your permission. That's the way it functions. But because hair is still there and it still has the, you know, the appearance of growth, you can still still spray water small and quickly put um, shea butter. It still feels soft. It'll get to a point in time where everything becomes stringy. It becomes dry. The scalp becomes scaly. Do you understand? And then you're wondering what happened going around the So it's internal. Mm-hmm. So if, I'm, if, like you said, we are eating, what is your goal? And anything that is good for your body will be good for your hair. Mm-hmm. That's the truth of the matter. Anything that is good for your body will be good for your hair. So at the end of the day, good nutrition, a long-winded answer. But, you know, I just wanted to make it clear that it also depends on your lifestyle, it depends on your goals, it depends on the kinds of foods you have access to. But the most important thing is that it is based on whole, natural, as much as possible sources of food that will deliver all the nutrients that you need to. Well, awesome. Awesome. I think I'm already beginning to learn a lot. I'm taking notes as we are talking. And, um, yeah, but this is, this is basically just giving me the same reassurance that I've had, even without being able to explain it, that everything is really and truly connected and we need to do the work. Okay, so um, let's talk about yeah. your being a fitness communicator for a second, because this is something that I, I personally even feel like my desire for fitness is more aesthetic than anything else. You know, I was ill. Um, recently and I was on some medication that was going to make me fat and all I was just asking the doctors was like, you know what? I would rather die. I don't want to be fat. <laughs> 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 I'm like, no. You guys need to look for something else, you know, to get me off the thing as soon as possible. But what I'm getting from you is that it doesn't really matter what your goal is. It, it doesn't really matter what it is your goal is, you know, you still need to be dedicated to be yeah. able to achieve it to good good nutrition. Uh-huh. So just speaking to the fitness uh-huh. part of it, there are all sorts of um, all sorts of ideologies about how to become fit. There are some people who love the gym. There are some people who love cardio and like to run like I do. There are some people who um, will do high intensity. So there is all sorts. And then you, I watch your videos a lot. I know you do a lot of 
high intensity and you carry a lot of things, weights and things like that, which I don't <laughs> like to. So I, I'm not going to ask if there's any shortcuts because I think we've well established that you need to do the work. So uh-huh. I'm going to stop looking for the shortcuts. But in terms of fitness and nutrition, because they usually come hand in hand, especially for yeah. weight um, loss goals, would you say it's an 80-20 rule? Does one take what more priority or preference other than the other? Or is it 50-50? I would say it depends on your goals. So there's no one answer. So it depends on your goals, right? So like you said, most people, first of all, it starts with the aesthetics, how I look. I just want to lose weight. So let's picture somebody who's, God forbid, in a coma. And they're on the bed. They will lose weight without moving a muscle for years. Mm. Why are they losing weight? Because their body is not taking enough calories, so it has to burn their fat stores. So I always tell people that you don't need to work out to lose weight. That's the honest truth. Uh, I would not lie. If you work on your nutrition and you're in a caloric deficit, you will lose weight. But, but that weight loss will be harder to maintain. And it's not the healthiest way to lose weight. So I'll give you a quick reason why that is so. Our body, like I said, works on the scale of priority. So when we get on the scale and we weigh ourselves, we're weighing bone, tissue, muscle, fat, water, you know, organs. Mm -hmm. So that's the weight of the scale. But we are mainly concerned when it comes to aesthetics with two, you know, factors of that, which is fat and muscle. Now, I call muscle, pardon me, it's just a, uh, it's, it's just a way to describe. I call muscle the side chain and I call mm-hmm. fat. Maybe the sea finish wife, right? <laughs> so I'm married, so don't worry. I'm, I'm just using it as an name because people get it when I use it, do it like this. The body does a lot to impress muscle. Does a lot to maintain it. Think of calories as money. It spends a lot of money. It burns a lot of calories to maintain muscle. Fat. It barely has to explain anything to maintain fat. When somebody goes on a weight loss diet without an effort to maintain their muscle mass. Because the body does not read intention, it reads signals. When we reduce caloric intake, what happens is that the body starts to look around for how it can reduce energy expenditure because you've reduced the amount of money you're giving me for housekeeping. I have to reduce the expense. I have to cut mm-hmm. corner, right? So that's when you start staying all the shrimp, you're not buying shrimp in the house anymore. You're not buying any special something. We'll eat just chicken. That's basically okay. what the body does. And the most ex- exactly <laughs> the most ex- expensive tissue it looks around for is muscle. So it starts to burn muscle because that's a signal that you're sending. But why this is bad is because muscle is the tissue of metabolism. The almighty metabolism we're always shouting about. So you remember I said that it takes a lot of calories to Maintain muscle. So your body, a body with higher, you know, muscle Mass. ratio content has a faster metabolism, exactly, than somebody with less. But when the body starts to pair down on muscle, when it becomes catabolic and starts to consume its own muscle, even though weight is going down on the scale because muscle mass, the person is reducing their metabolism, the rate of burning calories. So that's the thing. So that's why I never give a clear answer and say that, oh, this is this because it has its downside. Because in the short while, the scale will go down. You will shrink 
you know how when you see some people lose weight and it looks like they shrunk, right? It's not that lean toned look. That is why that happens. Now, if one does weight loss in a different way, exercising and doing the right kind of exercise like strength training, which will help maintain muscle, the scale will go down slower because you are maintaining muscle but you are burning fat, right? And fat and muscle, they weigh the same thing, basically. But you will see a difference in the person's physique. That person will be able to eat way more than the other person. Because why? He still has the side cheek tissue. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Do you understand? So, so that is why I never give one priority over the other. Because, And you can do all the exercises and everything. If your nutrition is not on point, you will not lose weight. So they are both important. But that's why I said it depends on your goals. Some people are like, I don't care about looking toned. I don't care. I just want that skill, that number on the scale to go down. And then someone thinking long-term and then incorporating the kind of exercises that will do that for them. Okay, awesome, awesome. I am really, really learning a lot. Okay, so I have another question that I want to ask. And since your work is specifically tailored towards women, a lot of us, you know, want to maintain our curves. We don't want to have angled muscles. And so sometimes just feel like, and come to think of it, I think I'm just realizing that maybe this is why I do not like the gym because I just feel like all those weights and equipment is going Uh to make me become a chiseled man. So, (laughs) so is there any way to really balance that or is, is it, is it, is it um, guaranteed that once I start to lift, I will start to get my body chiseled and my curves will not be as soft and my, you know? <laughs> oh my goodness. You see, when I hear this fear from ladies, I start off with a good laugh because it does not fall on you. It cannot happen by accident. It's class. Anybody who you see is chiseled has definition. If you say I have definition in my arms, I want to work hard. <laughs> so that fear is totally unfounded. Absolutely totally unfounded. Anybody you see with definition, except for a very few people who are genetically inclined in that way, the person worked hard and long for it. The person ate for itself. You cannot eat in a deficit and, you know, build muscle. So that fear is grossly unfounded. It has to be deliberate it has to be a structured way of lifting it has to be consistent it has no it doesn't fall it doesn't happen by accident it has to be deliberate so that is a totally unfounded fear and again like you said we start with the aesthetics but for me that's even usually honestly like the third thing down the line because you said i work with women mainly and i do and the thing about us is that we, like I said, a lot of people aren't even aware of the uniqueness of their female bodies, right? We are on a monthly cycle. Every 20, 20, how many days? 28 days, at least. The mm-hmm. uterus does the stain, it sheds its lining, blah, 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 blah. In that, I'm sure you can relate that in those days, you have gone through a myriad of emotions and your body doing things that at times you don't even understand yourself. Well, in a monthly cycle, controlled by hormones. So you have the luteal phase, right? You have the follicular phase. You have the, you know, um, ovulation phase. You have this, and it happens to us month by month. Our bodies don't react to the same thing like men's bodies. 
mm-hmm. right? So even your hair in those faces, you will see it's just at times it's just seem one day is all lush and whatever, and that you know at another point in time it seems limp. As a long head, you might not really notice it, but those who you know leave their hair free and all that, it will just seem as if nothing because your body at some point in time, for a lot of women, will be low in iron, mm-hmm. right? Natural because what your video. This is happening at some point in time. You could be low in magnesium. This is happening. Do you understand? At some point in time, you are having cravings and all you're taking is, you know, sugary this and sugary that, and it's having an effect, but you're not aware. And what is controlling it is not your village people, it's your hormones and your body. Right? So when it comes to muzzle, there's something called sarcopenia. When once you hit about late 20s, the body naturally starts to lose muzzle, whether you're dieting or not. And remember that we said that muscle is the tissue of metabolism. And so this is why you find out for a lot of women, once they hit about their 30s, early 30s, it's almost like the weight starts to pile up automatically. Like it, Because your body has started to tear down that, you know. And so when we start to do things like strength training, aside from the aesthetics, we're setting up ourselves for success for later on. For example, you have, it's mainly women who have, um, I know men have it, but a lot of women, you know, you hear grannies having hip surgery, mm-hmm. um, orthorexia, um, what's osteoporosis, you know, things like that. Strength training strengthens your bones, right? It strengthens your bones. It has so many health benefits that, even if you're not interested in um, chiseling and doing whatever, the benefits are, you know, <laughs> I mean, I could go on and on and on, but don't worry, yeah. it, it yeah. doesn't happen by chance. <laughs> yeah, I completely get it. And I really love where we've taken this conversation. You know, I promised I was going to take only one hour of your time, even though I spent like the first 15 minutes yeah, yeah. gisting <laughs> and gisting. So I know my time is almost up. But so far, so good. I think well, what, some of the things that have stuck out to me is that good nutrition starts with education. Like you kind of have to really know yes. what it is you're putting in your body so that you know how it is working for you and that you just have to do the work to be able to get the results and a balanced diet cannot go wrong. So even though the hair might be one of the last places you start to see the effect of something happening in your body, if you're able to maintain a balanced diet, then you know, you are most likely on the right track to having healthy hair. Um, I know you didn't really touch on supplements yet. And I I think I I would like us to speak on that a little bit, but, um, um, yeah, anything's good. And then you made some references to whole natural sources as part of the things that we need to mm-hmm. kind of look towards. Um, okay, so before we talk about supplements, let me quickly bring this up. So there are a lot of people who go on diets. And, I, and another important thing you said was there's a difference between dieting and a diet. <laughs> so it's two different things. Yeah. And I, I think that stood out to me because I, I kind of understand it for what it, said. It, it, it is. But I've met people who will tell you things like, I'm a big fan of Nigerian food. I personally, I do, I'm a very big fan of Nigerian food. I love a bath, even though I've stopped eating it as much as I used to. <laughs> you know. Um, however, I see a lot of people who want to eat things that are not locally grown or around us you know you know you want to eat sophisticated greek diet and greek yogurt with you know 
uh, just all sorts of things. I don't, I'm not into that lifestyle, so I don't even know. I can't. I don't know what those things are. I don't really care. So, is, is there any benefits of really? Do you know if there's any benefits of trying to eat, um, based off of things that are naturally available in our local environment? You know um original local environment even for some people because we have all sorts of allergies lactose intolerance amongst black people and, and things like that there's all the benefits all the benefits i'm a major advocate of eating your native food i'm a major advocate of eating your native foods we like problems just like honestly because <laughs> solutions are right here and then we just go and try to complicate things. The reason a lot of people don't last on the wellness lifestyle is because they just complicate things, right? I eat eba. Not think I separate me from pounded yam. My clients do the same. These foods are... I mean, everybody's going around gluten-free, gluten-free. Gary is gluten-free, for goodness's sake, right? Like, you, we, we have a way of just wanting to go. The human mind does not want to comprehend that this thing can be this easy, can be this simple, right? Just want to look for ways to complicate it. I'm a big advocate of eating our local foods. I say our forefathers ate our local foods, and they were super healthy. I mean, you go to the villages and you have people living in their 90s, their 100s, and it is these local foods. The problem came in. If you can track back in your mind and you start to think of when we started to have the influx of the, you know, fast food restaurants. I mean, when we were young, mm-hmm. how many did we have? Very Savis, big they were Frenchies. Mm-hmm. They were belly, belly, and then they were spaced out so far apart. But now, like, you're getting text messages. And at times, I'm like, what's wrong with these people? Early in the morning, it's raining <laughs> and you're offering me ice cream. Text messages there, your phone. So that is where the problem came in. Not the natural, not the Nigerian foods that we've been eating since. So it is those foods that have become so available, so readily available, right? So, I mean, when I was in Lagos, they used to sell small chops in traffic. <laughs> As in, like, so it was no Magala. Small chops in traffic, hot, steamy small chops. So it is not the native foods that we have that are the problem. Efo is a veggie. Okra is a veggie. The way do is a veggie. It's not something you eat broccoli. I like broccoli just because I like the taste. But I don't go out of my way to say if I don't eat broccoli. I've not eaten. I've not eaten. You know, wholesome and healthy. The problem comes when you decide that you want to eat yam in the morning and by in the afternoon and rice at night. There's a problem because regardless of what country's diet you are eating, you will run into problems <laughs> if you eat in that kind of sequence. Do you understand what I'm saying? Right. So I'm an advocate of eat your locally available food. If that is, don't don't let anybody tell you that Eba is what's making you fat. No, it's the quantity of Eba that you're eating. Mm-hmm. Right? It's the amount of oil that is swimming in your soup that is the problem. Mm-hmm. Right? It's the, you know, quantity, everything balanced like, I mean, that's the point. Like we've been saying, the principle, it's about the principle. It's not about the thing. If you understand the principle of balance, of moderation, understand the basics of what good nutrition is, you will never run into problems again. You will you know, never have anybody come and sell you snake oil. 
in the name of weight loss and say that oh until you break the bank you know by eating i mean i like i like the food but they are just if i see them i get they are not the mainstay of my diet and another thing i'd like to add is that evolution is something that is so powerful and we don't realize that our genes are conditioned right our genes are conditioned that's why you find certain parts of the world where they are more lactose tolerant than certain parts of the world why because their diet from hundreds and centuries ago they take a lot of cow milk they mm -hmm. you know they have that because you know when we're talking about diet based mm -hmm. on people's culture tradition blah 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 their bodies can tolerate certain kinds of food better than others because they grew up eating those foods right but you might go there and fall sick because your gene has been encoded with another programming is effort and afan mm -hmm. and you know to what that we eat here whereas they go so there is encoding in our genes also and usually we flourish better on this food than trying to force other things right right that's that's awesome that's awesome I'm I'm happy to hear that and um yeah to be honest with you half the time well the foods have become so locally so, so or we've been infiltrated so much with too much um foreign foods and even more scary is that most of them are genetically modified so we're still better off eating our our own locally grown things uh -huh. at this point because well who knows what's going to happen in the end. So the last question I'm going to have, because I think I need to wrap it up, um, is going to be with regards to supplements. So with everything we have said, um, I personally didn't grow up popping pills just for the sake of popping pills. You know, like you, for you to pop a pill a day, it means that you are sick in my head. So for the fact that someone is telling me, oh, you need magnesium supplements, biotin yes. supplements, this supplement, that supplement, or sometimes, you know, people that the world has become so, um, we've advanced to a level where there's one pill that has yeah. all the supplements that you can just pop in. Is this of any benefit? And there if, you decide, yeah. if you decide to go on a, on a dieting, um, path, you know, is it worth understanding what the supplements can do for you and how you can use them to keep healthy? Okay, so when it comes to supplements, it's in the word, right? Supplement. A supplement has to supplement on it. That's the first place to start. So if you're supplementing, the idea is that you're supplementing a healthy, balanced diet in the first place. A supplement will never do what a balanced diet is supposed to do. That's the major mistake people make. So you see that chewing on small chops, and by the way, I love small chops, so mm -hmm. yeah, I'm just, I'm just saying like, Downing small chops and potato chips every day and doing whatever, and they never miss out on their supplements. It's just a waste of money. A supplement will supplement something, mm. right? It will supplement a healthy diet. If the healthy diet is not there to produce a solid foundation and a basis, then you're just wasting the supplement. Now, the thing about supplements is that, like you said, it's strange to see somebody popping a bill. I always, you suspect you lack something, please go and get tested. Go and get tested. Go and do a blood test before you start popping supplements really, really. When it comes to things like hair care, when it comes to things like skin care, and the Paxi biotin, very few people are deficient in biotin. 
the almighty skin, whatever. If you eat enough eggs, I'm positive you have enough balance. Do you understand? If you if your balance is if your eating is even moderately, you're getting enough. But of course, they know that people are going to jump at the latest marketing trend because everybody wants what's external. You don't want to do the internal work. But if you really suspect that you're so, so um, deficient in something, then go and get tested. And I'm positive that even any expert in health care or anything is not going to tell you to just go because suspicion is different from confirmation. Mm-hmm. So if you came to me and you started complaining that that and that and that, and the way the body works, you might be more def- deficient at a certain point in time in the month as a woman than other times. So even imagine if you go and get tested, you say you are you're feeling anemic, blah blah blah, during your period, and you have low blood levels, but you are not aware that that only happens at that point in time, and then you get a supplement and you take it throughout the month. And then now you have too much iron. Do you understand? So it's a dicey thing. So the first thing I always advocate is eat a balanced diet. I know it's not going to, um, what's it called, um, everything. It's not going to. But then now get tested. Don't let anybody say that, oh, you should be taken. Who says you should be taken? Do you know what the person's diet is? Do you know what the person, some people are genetically, you know, um, deficient in some diet, in some um yeah, um, some supplements like zinc, like minerals. Some people, some people are genetically so you cannot tell. You can't tell. The least one can do if you really feel that strongly about it is get tested. Now, when we talk about things like vitamin D, go out in the sun, <laughs> get the natural vitamin D you want, right? Your vitamin C. Take your citrus fruits, your your berries, your everything. You will get more than enough. And then, if you choose to take a multivitamin, I mean. That I can't stop it because some people, for some people, it's the placebo effect. Yeah. Just okay. that wellness action that, ah, I'm doing something extra for my body. But you just need to realize again that even as you're taking that supplement, if your body does not have enough for it, for its everyday functional uses, it's not sending that thing to your head. That's awesome. Biotin is used at the molecular level. It's, it's, biotin is used at the molecular level, right, at the cellular level for processing carbs and macros protein, fat. You eat something, you take a biotin supplement, it's not going to your hair. When is that? It hasn't finished processing the macronutrients in your body. Mm. So again, it comes to having the right foundation and then you layer on it. But let, let's let's be careful with those. And then also there are, there are foods, right? There are foods that are um, high, so you know discoveries every day, there are things called superfoods. So we have, um, like, there's this green powder, I personally like it, the spirulina, it's an algae, I believe. And all it has like one of the highest protein profiles in the world, right? There are things like ashwagandha. We have things like seeds, chia seeds with the fatty acids, right? Sunflower seeds, flax seeds. You add those to your smoothies. You research on them. You think, see, this way it is safer, right? You add it to your smoothie. You say, oh, I think my fatty acid profile is low. I think I'm low in omega three. Blah 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 blah. Get flax seed. Research on it. Get chia seed. Add it to your smoothies. Be consistent with it. You know what happens when you isolate nutrients and all that? And so I, I just recently decided to become serious with my skin, right? <laughs> and so like maybe if I do something, I will study, I'll read up on it, and then I will go and meet an expert. Like mm-hmm. I read up on it, I went to meet, I did when I was to my hair. <laughs> so I read up on it, and then I went, I paid for a consultation, and 
you know, nobody was trying to look like um, a bleached whale anywhere with skin. So I paid for a consultation and got the person to put me down. I continued to study on it. And then, you know, when I continued to study, I realized that, oh, so um, you want to buy a vitamin C serum, it shouldn't stand the loop because it should be unstable. You know, it's an active. So there are certain actives that need to be combined with some other things for them to be stable and for you to use so they don't cause harm. Same thing with nutrients in food. There are some nutrients that they are better. So, for example, if you are taking iron um, supplements. supplements, they'll ask you to take it with, yes, you you should take it with, I think, vitamin, I, I cannot, why, why is I skipping right? I'm not sure if it's vitamin C or something, so that it absorbs it better. So, imagine somebody who doesn't know that. You just go and start taking iron. Your body is just flushing it out. You know, so, again, back to education. Yeah. And then seeking expertise. Like, seeking expertise and all before just jumping into these things and then causing more harm than good. Oh, thank you so, so much, Dami. I wish we could have this conversation for another hour, but I know I have to let you go. And um, so first, uh, before I let you go, can you tell us where we can find you? Because I'm sure there'll be people who would listen and want to learn more and take their fitness and their nutrition to another level. So where can we find you? Uh, you can find me on my second home, Instagram. You can always find me on Instagram at, <laughs> at the Fit Mom Hub. Um, and I hopefully, by the time this episode is out, my website will be finally up and running. That's basically thefitmomhub.com. And all, and you can find me on those two channels. Send me, shoot me a DM. Just tell me, yeah, I listen to Lucky Tears uh, podcast. I listen to this podcast. And I'll like, give you a shout out and all that too. Yeah, very easy to find in those places. That's awesome. Thank you so much. I think um, I have learned a lot from you. Um, first, uh, the last thing we talked about is that supplements is not a replacement for good nutrition. You kind of have to start from somewhere. You have to do the work to get the results, whether it's with your food or with your exercise or your fitness regimen. And a balanced diet is the first place to start. And then it's awesome to also get yourself some education about what nutrition can do for you. So um, for me, I think I am happy to know that, yes, there is more incentive for me to eat right, as it not just makes my body look good, but it will also make my my hair <laughs> continuously, you know, look good. And I, I think I, over the years of um, being on a fitness journey these past few years, I can definitely see the effect of taking care of yourself and paying more attention and how it does benefit you in the long run. So thank you so, so much, Dami. I hope we have more time in the future. I hope maybe you invite me for something when your website is up and running (laughs) and um, looking forward. I I definitely would sign up to something. My tummy is still not yet flat. So I, I want my six packs. I want my six packs. I'm happy to have you. Yeah. <laughs> it's lying there. It's just waiting for you. It's just waiting for you. It's lying there. In there. <laughs> All right, then. Have a good evening. All right. You too. All right. Bye. Bye. This has indeed been a very good follow-up episode to the Meet the Trichologist episode. And if there's anything I've taken out from this one, is that supplements do not replace food. So therefore, eat your vegetables and watch your skin glow, watch your tummy become flat, and watch your hair grow. In our next episode, we'll be speaking to a psychologist. And as you can already imagine, that episode is going to be packed 
info with a ton of information and you definitely want to stay tuned in. Thank you so much for tuning in and listening to the Talking Locks with Locksuit podcast. It has been such a pleasure being your host. My name again is Adi Balogu and many thanks to our producer, Savage Media. To listen to previously published seasons and upcoming episodes in the Media Expert series, please don't forget to subscribe to our podcast. We are currently on Apple, Google, Spotify, Stitcher, and Deezer podcast. You can also find us on YouTube and our RSS feed. We are the Talking Locks podcast. Also, please don't forget to follow us on social media. We are at Locktude, L-O-C-I-T-U-D-E. And you can find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Until our next episode, don't forget to keep it locked in an attitude. Bye.